the Off Grid Pet Things Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to part two of Prepping for Winter. It's episode 45 of the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Prepping for Winter. Uh, yesterday we talked about food, or no, meat. We did. We talked about meat, heat, heat, heat sources, cold weather clothing, yep. and alternative energy sources. What, what we do for animals. Yeah. And now we're moving on. We're talking about food. So food, we kind of think about food as four layers. We've got convenience food, which I am really bad about prepping. We've talked about it on previous episodes. I don't keep it. I really should. I always regret when something happens that we need fast food. We just don't go to the store anymore. So we like only we have ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So convenience I'm not, food. I'm not buying chips on Amazon. Have you seen what that costs? <laughs> it's insane. So I'm going to try to get better about storing just a bin or two mm-hmm. of faster convenience meals. Because there are times like... When a hurricane rips through your land and you need to log wood for a few weeks in a row, you just don't have time to cook from scratch. Layer two, I consider my working pantry. The stuff that's open, we're working through it. It's in the kitchen. Layer three is sort of our one-year supply. Like the extra pantry things, the extra canned goods. Layer four would be long-term food that you try not to ever use. Yeah. Freeze-dried stuff yeah it's there just in case so i look at all those layers i did an inventory october 1st i try and do that four times a year every quarter and now we're shopping out and you know repricing everything you have to reprice every month these days because everything changes there's a whole list of things that we've been talking about lately that suddenly it makes more sense to count it yourself yeah and it didn't used to even up until very recently like we do the math and if it's cheaper to buy organic pasta sauce on costco we'll buy it i'll buy it and it often is like growing tomatoes here is one of the most difficult things we've tried but lately the math is changing on a lot of these things and if you can get stuff for less than a buck a pound yeah it's often more economical to can it yourself so we're doing that we're doing the math again over and over Sometimes Costco is cheaper. Sometimes the restaurant supply is cheaper. Sometimes the Amish store is cheaper. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep doing the math. It's this weird race. They're all in this yeah. race to be in the front of the most yeah. expensive groceries. <laughs> and <laughs> lately, sometimes the small packages are a better deal than the bulk packages. Yeah. Like, just the prices are messed up. They so are. you always have to do the math these days. But because the prices are messed up, right now in this extremely accelerated time of food pricing Mm -hmm. a lot of things get left behind one of the things this isn't food but this is the thing that keeps coming up for me is propane right like fuel has skyrocketed how is propane that propane has not moved because hardly anybody uses it yeah and the people who are leading this evil price change Mm -hmm. these people have lived a life of luxury they don't even think about something they don't even know what these things are they don't even it's like uh whale oil yeah i don't care at the price of whale oil (laughs) they'll say what's a propane somebody will have to explain to them and then they'll ask for the market demographics how much does banana cost michael ten (laughs) dollars 
<laughs> Anyways, let's take a quick break and talk about Jace Medical. Jace is emer- emergency antibiotics. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling or if you just want to have the supply on hand so that shortages, weird things, getting into your doctor doesn't keep you from getting the meds that you know you need. It comes with instructions for what to use and what dosages they ask you about your family, your medical history. It's all very thorough and it's prescribed by a doctor in your province or state. You can get $15 off using the link on our friends and affiliates page. That's offgridprepfamily.com. Click on the friends tab and uh, they last for a long time if you keep them in a cold, dark place. And if you have uh, coverage, they send you a receipt and you can claim that on your insurance. Nice. Okay, so the last thing sort of on food is what we've been doing lately. If you follow us on Instagram, September and October is basically about putting food away. Yeah. Like, I don't like to be the, like, I put food in jars channel, but that's what we do That's literally in the fall. all we're doing. We're we, just squirreling away we just, food. We collectively, together, just yeah. spent two days on milk. Yeah. Before that, we did a little bit of, well, we went and got milk on Friday. Yeah. We did apple cider. We did apple cider. for That took us three days. We also did my clean up the garden salsa verde. Salsa verde with the green tomatoes, yeah. which we've done before. Yeah. Actually, you were talking about the long-term food storage. Mm-hmm. Our last round of green tomato salsa mm-hmm. was four years old. Yeah. And we just fed it to the chickens. Not that it went bad. It was we were just, just tired of it. Four years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like... It so was it was good. <laughs> if you look at our Instagram, salsa verde is the thing that I use to clean mm-hmm. the garden out. So anything goes. It's not a recipe. If it's healthy vegetable material. It goes in the salsa yeah. verde. Unripe cantaloupes. We put in six cantaloupes. They use mangoes in Central America. Yeah, it tasted the same as mango salsa. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, you know, random zucchini, whatever you've got, it goes yeah. in the salsa verde. We add salt, a little bit of vinegar, hot Spices, sauce till it tastes right. Garlic. And then we we water bath can it for 20 minutes. And yeah. it's the best salsa verde ever. It is. It's yeah. really good. Now our garden's cleaned out. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of recipes like that that you kind of use at the end of your garden season. Like relishes and chutneys, piccadilly. Just look it up based yeah. on what you have. Nobody talks about chutney in North America. Yeah. But I only recently learned that chutney... Chutney is literally what you described it's like they put crackers and raisins together and boil it yeah the english do the weirdest stuff but they end up with these really delicious and they don't pressure can no they just yeah at best they water bath yeah usually they just open kettle Mm -hmm. which is amazing okay so that's so i guess we're making we're making chutney we're making european food here exactly uh housing maintenance like winterizing your house you know hose bibs you drain them Mm -hmm. we drain out our irrigation lines we roll them all up we roll up our landscape fabric in our garden you don't have to but it makes it last longer if you've got pumps outside all those things need to be winterized yeah we're gonna roll up the gray water system Mm -hmm. probably in a few days yeah uh the boys the older boys spent a few hours for the last couple of days cleaning the windows Mm -hmm. it's those little things yeah um, you, you've got to like uh, winterize your summer equipment, like your mower and your tiller, and yep. your pool, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, and then we start on logging. We start on leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we look at the shed, the greenhouse, like little projects that need taken care of and buttoning up. Yeah, we're not. We we have been raking the leaves as they fall, and it's it's really easy. I don't know why yeah. people have leaf blowers, yeah. but the leaf rake works just fine. Uh, and then of course we throw them in the garden, mm-hmm. which is very important. Yeah. Which is a British thing. It's a right. Monty Don thing. Leaf compost. Leaf mold. Leaf mold. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't even know, didn't what, he know what he was talking about. about. Oh, it's just leaves. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing we did? Um, if you haven't yet, put your solar panels to the winter angle. Mm, or if yeah. you've recently had a hurricane, you've had the uh, opportunity <laughs> to put them at the winter angle. <laughs> to put them at the winter. Uh, beef up your insulation if you need to. Garden cleanup. Extend your season if you can in the garden. Greenhouses, tunnels, blankets. Yeah, that was tough for us this year. We built a greenhouse. And then we got hurricane. And then we got hurricane. It blew the plastic off the greenhouse and killed everything in the greenhouse. Everything's just shredded. It and should so, have been our year of the late. But we built the greenhouse <laughs> for the fall. I know. So I don't like wasted effort. I know. But it's like we'll profit uh, from it in yeah. the future because now it's there. Yeah. Uh, if you've got indoor <coughs> growing shelves or places to grow things inside, get that all organized. Yep. Maybe bring some plants in. Mm-hmm. I brought in all our like herbs. I even dug out a little bit of chives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, every winter, we use roughly two pounds of sprout seeds. That's right. how we get our greens. Yeah. So yeah. it takes us two pounds. Just if you're looking for like, you know, you're putting in your fall seed order to get rid mm-hmm. of ready for spring it takes us two pounds to get through the winter we do one tray per day we have seven trays we just rotate through them they're the green cheap ones on amazon Mm -hmm, the salad mix or whatever yeah yeah i i like the it's i think it's called sandwich (coughs) saver yeah 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 uh if you want to get your fodder system for your animals up and rolling now's the time to do it and of course like planting your garlic you can plant trees this time of year and we like to stock up on seeds in the fall. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't buy in the fall is alliums, like uh, leeks and onions and chives, because those seeds really don't keep well. And the ones that you're buying now are last year's seeds. Mm. So the germination rate will be really low. <coughs> last thing for fall. Just all those weird winter projects that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Order the equipment now. Because you know how long it's been taking lately to get those things? Just do it now, right? Yeah. So if you're, like, thinking about improving your skills or doing home improvement stuff, if you're going to inventory, if you're going to organize your preps or your pantry, um, if you want to learn how to, like, knit or if you want some books to read or homeschool stuff to do, do that now. Mm-hmm. And then in the winter, you can just sit back and relax <coughs> and... Do your little side hustle or read a book or knit a sweater or whatever it is that you want to do in the winter. One of the things that I did this week was work on the wood stove. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you can do in your wood stove. It depends on where you live. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you have to re- really focus on is redoing the fire bricks inside. Yep. And so I put a lot of time into the wood stove today and cleaned the chimney out. And we've got a pretty old wood stove. It's a great wood stove. Mm-hmm. Not our kitchen one. Like, our kitchen's incredible. Yeah. But the one we inherited when we bought this land. It's like... Uh, inherited from the trees. <laughs> it, it's we bought an extensive wood stove and it came with free land. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. It weighs like 400 pounds. Yeah. It's an absolute beast to move around. 
which I've learned is good because you want thick, thick metal in your wood stove because if you have thin metal in your wood stove, like cheap wood stoves, mm -hmm. cheap wood stoves will rely on fire bricks entirely, but if they crumble or crack, mm -hmm. the metal will actually warp right. and, and rust and through. And the, the fire bricks aren't a permanent thing. Like they no, do they do corrode. Break down. Yeah, they do break you, down. You have to replace them every once in a while. It's yeah. just a maintenance thing. I've learned a lot about chimneys and how chimneys work just from practice, and uh, I've it, it, it's, it was really complicated at first, but now it's like all the different things about you want a single wall chimney in your house because the single wall chimney emits all the heat, mm -hmm. but to keep up with codes, you have to have a certain amount of chimney heat to keep all the creosote from building up. Yeah, that's a whole so thing. you really do, this is the time of year that you want to really focus on what kind of wood stove you have. You want to pay attention to how it actually performs mm, versus mm -hmm. what people have told you. Right learn your wood stove because yeah. they're amazing wood stoves are an absolute but they're almost miracle. like a living thing you have to they really are get used to it know how it works know oh yeah what it likes yeah some things the need kind of wood the how to burn yeah yeah and so that's I, I guess i just bring that up because a lot of people go through some frustration this time of year when it comes to dealing with their wood stove mm -hmm. and you know you hear so much it's like you know what it's like it's like taking your car to the mechanic and then he tells you all the things that are wrong with it. But they're not actually wrong with it because he's just trying to make a lot of money. And right. it's funny, I, I never thought I'd be a person to talk about cliches like that, but But it's a cliche. We for have a been reason. to a few mechanics lately, like a okay, a lot of mechanics <laughs> for different things, and they all seem to just be They just see you walk in and they see dollar signs? It's ridiculous. And is that this you know what this is a fall prep thing too, is yeah. your car. Mm -hmm. I took a car to the mechanic to get it inspected. And he said that uh, I failed the inspection because my rear window wiper blade was worn out. Right. And that so there was some rust on my brake lines and that he was certain they were going to blow. And if he took it out and, quote, stomped on it, they'd <laughs> blow. Number one, please don't stomp on please my brake lines. Please don't stomp on my brake lines. Are you crazy? Number two. I fired up the rear wiper the blade and there was nothing wrong with it. So it's like... There was nothing wrong with any of it. Any of it. It's fine. The car's fine. Yeah. Anyway. He didn't want the three, the $30 bill. He wanted the $3,000 bill. Yeah. Like, just awful. Ugh. But this is the same thing with wood stoves and fireplaces. They, yeah. These people are fanatical in the worst way. Not in a way that makes it, oh, this is how no. you work it to heat your house. This no. is how it's most efficient. Yeah. This is what's safe. No, it's this is how I can make a dollar. How so can I make the most dollars? You need dollars? to know your equipment. Your equipment. Or you will get ripped off. You will absolutely get ripped off. And this is something that I, I, I don't know I the hate most. saying that. I do. Because I don't want to be the Mike Holmes. I oh, really that don't piece like, of garbage. I don't oh. like that genre. No. Of like... It's very easy for any blue collar person to come into any job and be like, "Oh, this is done wrong." <laughs> oh, your that contractor guy was, an was an idiot. When you know darn well that those customers said, "Do it for the lowest possible price. I don't care." Yeah. And then they go to Mike Holmes and they complain. Yeah. Anyways, so I don't like to be that person. No. But there are some things in life that you have to know what you're talking about, or you will get taken for a ride. And wood stoves are one of them. You need to know your own wood I think stove. it might just be a generational shift, too. It could be. Yeah. But anyway, nowadays, right now, it seems to us that the, quote, experts that come into your home are just licking their chops at every chance I they guess get. it's maybe something to do with the cost of living. Everyone <clears throat> has to make a buck now, but they're not going to make it off of me. 
No. No. And that's part of prepping. Yeah. You you can't be an easy mark. You can't prep if everybody's going to steal everything from you. So learn your stuff. Yeah. And uh, everything You're not prepping to feed your neighbor, right? You're like prepping to feed your own family. Yeah. First. First your own family. And then if you can help your neighbor, great. Yeah. But not the but other anyway, way around. So getting into everything that is to do from a from a wood stove to your home to everything, you want to make sure you know everything about it okay. and how it actually works. Speaking of which, mm. let's talk about knowing about your family and how much food they eat. Yeah. By buying the book One Year of Food, available on Amazon for fifteen ninety nine. What a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a smoking deal. It is a smoking deal, actually. With our book, you can feed your family or your large group for one full year. You can know precisely what meals you can make and how many times. And it includes a guide for growing and raising your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, mostly from scratch meals. If you're feeling extra ambitious, you can grow the majority of it yourself. And we'll show you how. And you'll be equipped to feed your large grant, your large family or group wholesome, easy to store, whole food meals. One year food. You can get it on our site, offgridprepfamily.com. In the store, it's about half the price, but then you have to fee- print it yourself. Yeah, which so is a lot. If, if, if you have free printing at your work, then that's probably a better deal. I don't know. If you have time and free printing at work, then go for it otherwise amazon mm-hmm. what else are we doing to prepare for winter well i want to talk a little bit more about alternative energy sources okay because we kind of blew through it yeah um it depends on where you live and what kind of fuel you get when we first moved here f- six years ago mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody yeah five six years ago five six nice nice six Sick, Sick reference. Smith reference. <laughs> we, uh, everybody seemed to load up with fuel oil. It was like every time I was at the gas station, there was some guy in his truck, not even like a outback beat up truck, like people with normal vehicles were loading up tanks of furnace oil. Yeah. I've never seen oil, that before. I've never used it. I've worked on furnaces. Yeah. Like I've fixed or repaired furnaces, mm-hmm. like the electronic components that used heating oil. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually used it. And it just seemed like everybody was doing it. And now, five or six years later, yeah, <laughs> I don't ever see people doing it. Rarely. No, the price but is the almost price tripled. But the price has gone way up. Yeah. It almost tripled. Yeah. It was 50 cents a liter. But this is here. somewhere where there is no natural gas. No. So all these people are switching to electric heat pumps. You know what's funny about that in particular? And this is a, a getting way off track here, but I was told when we lived in New Brunswick mm-hmm. that the reason there's no natural gas, even though there's natural gas ports all over the East Coast, right. is because of the rock. But here there's no rock. It's a sandbar. So there's no reason We're for still no natural gas. So I don't know what the deal is, except know. that some particular family that I won't name has the monopoly on heating oil. Right. So anyway, that tripled and suddenly nobody's like, I hardly ever see people at the mm-hmm. gas station filling up. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing, which is, is specific to your area. Yeah. And you'll see these trends too. But it's scary to me that everyone's so reliant upon electricity now. 
the grid is just insane. because it's just getting more and more overloaded. Yeah, everybody's buying electric cars. They're putting in heat pumps. Yeah, they're they're getting people are getting central AC who didn't used to have it. They're we, getting let me talk instant about, pots. Let me talk about heat pumps just briefly. Okay, because this came from the geothermal era, right? Which was a huge scam. Yeah, and nobody talks <laughs> about it anymore because because nobody all, can sell it anymore. Yeah. Heat pumps are a compressor. Uh-huh. A compressor is far and away the worst electrical load you can put on your home and the grid and certainly a generator. Mm-hmm. It has a huge amount of inrush electrical current. Massive. Mm-hmm. Heat pumps are air conditioners that work... They it's, Both directions. It's an air conditioner. That's right. all a heat pump is, is an air conditioner, except they, they put in what's called a three-way valve and it runs the fluid the other way. Right. And they use the heat from it from compressing the refrigerant. Okay. So you're air conditioning the outside. Yes. That's okay. literally what you're doing. <laughs> and climate change. The power <laughs> on these things is just insane. The biggest problem is in the winter, this happened, they knocked down the grid yeah. here on the island, is all these heat pumps were what they call kicking in. Yeah. When it kicks in, say you say your heat pump draws like twenty know. amps. Okay. Like a big heat pump. Yeah. Okay. When it's continuously running a compressor is a motor that drives a pump when a 20 amp compressor kicks in it can by code draw up to 1300 percent of its rated current when mm. it quote kicks in that's how you have to size the wires 1300 percent percent i'm not a mathematician but, but that's, that's a, like lot. a lot <laughs> and it knocked out the grid yeah last year i mean that was the year before uh, Half the city was down because yeah. everybody's heat pumps were kicking in. I think it was last year. Then they also figured out that everybody's heat pump that was facing or it was mounted mm. in a certain direction was getting hit by sideways ice because right. we have a lot of that out here. So you can't have it on the west or the north yeah. side of your house. <laughs> yeah, now I think or it was something. the west. People were building, and Ugh. then people were building shelters over they were, there. They were talking about the right way to build an insulated shed on the side of your house. But the whole for the point heat of pump. the out part of the heat, outside uh, part of the heat pump, which is the evaporator, I believe, right. is it has to dissipate heat constantly. So That's building this little shed, it makes it worse. It's just like band aids on top of band aids on, on top, top of band aids. When you should have just stitched yeah. it. Heat pumps are the worst. They're the worst. They're horrible. <laughs> and you know if the government horrible. has a program where it'll give you back five yep. grand when you install it, you can just guarantee it's a bad idea. That is how everybody ended up with electric baseboard heat. <laughs> the government paid people to put these things in. Yeah. Because at the and time... And that's why they're paying people to put in grid-tied solar now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it helps them. It sure doesn't help you. No, it doesn't. But in the end, it doesn't help them. Because <laughs> it's not know. their money. I don't know. The whole structure is so sick it's and all imaginary. they have no idea what they're doing. Let's end on a light note. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to get diesel but preparing for winter. Get an alternative energy source. Don't get a heat pump. Get a wood stove. Get this a solar array and a battery bank. thing is about not relying yeah. upon the government or anyone else to mm-hmm. save you. If you have a grid, what was the thing you saw today where people were talking about storing extra water? Yeah, you don't have to store extra water if you have... Store any water. Store all your water. I don't store water. I have rainwater catchment, and I never think about my water. No, and that's all anybody and should do. And that's all I do. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> d- it did get a little bleak, I'll admit, but... But there's still people 
we're what two and a half weeks on in the hurricane mm -hmm. we still have neighbors with no power five thousand people on a very the tiniest province yeah. in the country still have no power not five thousand people five thousand houses customers yeah so it could be twenty thousand people that that's an apartment building that's a business yes that's, a that's home. right yeah that's a lot of people that's a lot of people without power still weeks two and a half weeks so it's not a modern world. They're they're celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving with no power. They haven't had a shower in two and a half weeks. We smelled the McDonald's tire. Oh my gosh! Tire. Oh, that was the worst. That was pretty gross. I mean, I felt really bad oh. once I realized what it was. What it was. But everyone in the store, not everyone. No, just a few. But a few people who were in there, they're buying bottled water. They're buying chainsaws, mm -hmm. whatever it is they need. The lineup in the ladies' bathroom. I've never seen a lineup right, there because that. it's a very small city. The There's never a lineup. Yeah. They were doing their best to like do their little toiletries Gosh. in the little sinks in the Canadian Tire public bathroom. And they were all lined up to use flush toilets. And the one lady said, oh, isn't it nice to use a flush toilet again? And I was like, what? Like I'd completely forgotten. That's where I what stepped was happening. in. And I said, whoa. <laughs> These people, I guarantee, aren't using proper sawdust toilets. No, it's not like they had a bucket toilet. What are they doing? It's probably not good. They're letting it pile you up. No, it's not good. It's not good. Oh. Anyway, we Anyways, feel bad for our neighbors. I do feel very badly. But you know what? They bought chips and beer when they should have bought generators and solar panels. And off-grid systems. And food. And this is what the and world And everything is. else that... They knew they should buy, but instead they were buying cruises and, and whatever other stupid things people buy these what days. What kind of lays out a, a apocalyptic situation in, in our mind is these people weren't, like, panicking. No. They were like, oh, let's go to Canadian Tire. It's like... And it's two weeks on, and they're still, like, they stink. And they don't they don't immediately be like why isn't the government helping me why isn't the system helping why i think is that's this? what they are doing no but they're because not saying they're, why they're they, waiting around the to be like someone will take care of us yeah but it never occurs to them that they're the one that should take care of them or or why their overlords don't take right. care of them like they don't question they haven't no. been through enough but this is their personal apocalypse yeah it's not aliens it's not zombies no. everybody has their own personal apocalypse some of us have more than one Mm -hmm. And most people don't grow out of it. No. Like we have. But if and a you lot of have, have an apocalypse, your own personal apocalypse, yeah, you need to do something, yeah, about it, so that you're not there again. Yeah. And if you don't, then I guess you just deserve whatever fate comes your way. It's weird. It's like they had this glazed look in their eyes and they just... They I don't know. Really Everyone here is really stressed right now. So it's yeah. hard to say. I That's true. You judge. zone out during the yeah. stress. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not trying to... So, some people rise to the occasion and some people just sink to their lowest level of mm -hmm. training. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting, interesting to see if anyone has any I can't believe there's wisdom. still 5,000 customers power customers and like you said it could be a whole that could be a lot more could because be one could, customer. yeah yeah anyway we hope that it comes back on because yeah, the neighbors that's been a long time yeah there's I'm sure a lot of stressed. generator usage it's a lot of gas yeah most of the gas stations have cards now which is nice you don't just have to pay cash anymore so yeah that's how much cash you should store just in mm -hmm. case you're wondering so getting ready for the winter 
have some cash, have your fuel, your food, really Eat. really put some thought into it. What do you think yeah. you need versus what can you afford? Yeah. I mean, I would like a giant tank of whatever yeah. I need for the next 10 years. I would but store I 20 years that. worth of food, yeah. but it's just not feasible. It's just not so. feasible. So you have to find that balance. Yeah. Debt yeah. is also the enemy here. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. As always, we really appreciate you taking a half an hour out of your day to listen to us. And if you think this was useful maybe you'd share it on social media or send it to a friend mm-hmm. and, and we, we can really comments. we read the comments and we can always tell when you've shared an yeah. episode and we've got a whole bunch of listener questions stocked up from our last couple of weeks we are getting to you i know some of you are very anxious for us to answer them and we will get to it i promise have a really nice canadian thanksgiving and if you're not Canadian. Happy Thanksgiving, anyways. Yeah, if you got normal Thanksgiving, we that's do what that we too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> We're too busy in October. November seems more reasonable to us. So, good, uh, good night. Good night. Bye.